This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Holy cow, got so much going on this morning here. I thought I was, uh, I was chatting in the green room and almost got late coming on board. So good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News. Uh, we got a crazy full day ahead this morning on uh, May the 2nd, 2022. I've got two guests on the show today. We've got author uh, Ivan Cox, a.k.a. Dr. Jerry Yukovich, who's a practicing physician up on Martha's Vineyard. So we've got connections through our, our Katie up there. Uh, he's also originally from uh, uh, Steubenville, Ohio, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. He's got family that live outside of uh, Roanoke, between Roanoke and Lynchburg, actually. Uh, so we've got all these connections uh, uh, with Jerry. Uh, he's also the author of The Cruise Ship Doctor, which derived from his days of uh, being a cruise ship doctor. So looking forward to that. And then, of course, uh, we, we've got Shelby coming up here about our group cruise very shortly. Uh, but today, folks, is National Truffle Day. I'm not a big truffle fan, but uh, if you are, uh, uh, go f- uh, find a truffle and eat it or whatever you or root off a tree or, or some, anything. All right, we do have some cruise ships sailing today. It's actually, for a Monday, it's a pretty busy day on here, May the 2nd. From Bayonne, we got Anthem of the Seas sailing down in Jacksonville. Carnival Elation gets underway. Port Canaveral, Carnival Liberty, Disney Dream, and Independence of the Seas all sail today. Miami Freedom of the Seas, I'll be on that here in another month or so. Um, again, on my second uh, time around with Freedom of the Seas. Uh, Carnival Conquest sail from Miami. Over in Tampa, we got the Carnival Paradise getting underway. I'll be on that later in the year. New Orleans, we've got the Carnival Valor sailing. Out in San Diego, the Roald Edmondson sails from Los Angeles, Long Beach, Carnival Radiance. San Pedro, the Navigator of the Seas. San Francisco, the Carnival Miracle. Up in Seattle, the Carnival Splendor. And from Vancouver, the Norwegian Jewel and the Royal Princess all get underway today. There's not a whole lot of news today, folks. It's more of a little bit of a rehash this weekend. Uh, however, we do have some breaking news that just came out from Holland America, which I'll talk about briefly. Uh, then we've got the changes to the White Pass Railroad excursions. Uh, Costas kind of got some news with the Venetia and uh, Favolosa, 
Uh, Discovery Princess was officially named. Toronto got to see its first cruise ship in two years uh, this weekend. And the MSC Poesia gets underway. That's all coming up uh, this morning on the show. Uh, But getting to the uh, important things for today. Uh, First and foremost, she's been on the show on numerous occasions. Our buddy Shelby Frenette. Shelby, welcome back to Travel and Cruise Industry News and a chilly chat. What's happening? Chilly chat. Hi, chilly balls. I'm good. I was just I was just discussing in the green room. I didn't know you were going to Alaska for the first time. That's exciting. Yes. Super exciting. Uh, and- take off on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, I don't well, take I- off. I'm gonna get on a train on Wednesday <laughs> and I'm gonna become boxcar Willie. Only we're gonna change the song to Passenger Car Chili is the new song that we'll be talking about. New song, Perhaps. new lyrics, same show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was, you you know, when you told me you were going to Alaska, all of a sudden, like, a lot of memories flooded in my mind. And um, I spent about, I did two contracts in Alaska, so about a year, not, not together, six months and six months. And uh, it is one of the most awe-inspiring experiences for for most cruisers that love cruising, especially who kind of gotten hooked on the Caribbean because it is so different. And I I hope you're going to be able to sail the inside passage. But um, not knowing what you're going to do, I would say there's a few things that I would say are really important tips. Um, If you get to Skagway, I spent my 30th birthday there. They have the Red Onion Saloon. And it's an old brothel and they'll give you a tour. And it's like the most interesting thing. Um, For example, they had little dolls that looked like the girls upstairs at the bar. And then they would lay down the doll when she was busy. (laughs) And in every room, they didn't even have a lot. This is where the gold mining was happening, right? So all these miners would have all this money and then they would just go to the Red and Salute. Now, obviously it's just a bar now, but they kept it in real intact. And so- I mean, I can't sample the wares. (laughs) No, no. Sorry, man. <laughs> you can't scale, you can't sample the scarlet letter. I mean, they had like a lot of STDs back then too. It was oh, yeah. really kind of crazy. But what I but things that I found interesting were um there was no electricity, really. It wasn't like a normal thing to have electricity, but the girls had it upstairs. They had one light bulb that they used for their curling iron. They would like unscrew it to curl their hair to make it look all pretty. I was like, you know. That's us girls for you. We're like, you know, there's no electricity. We're selling our souls, our bodies, but let's, we have to have curled hair. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Another thing that was interesting is there was pipes that uh, in every room, there is a place almost like a, um, it's like a, a small little circle about this big and you lift a tab and they would put the coins down there. So the money that the girls got had to be delivered to the bartender and if it wasn't, the um, the bouncer would go grab the guy. And, and like, I think it was 15 minutes they had. And, and when your 15 minutes was up, the you guy would done. pull you back from the scruff of the neck. And it was it's just really fascinating stuff that was like just 100 years ago. So I, I highly recommend the Red Onion Saloon Tour in Skagway okay. if you get there. Um, and then, of course, the glacier in, um, you must have done some research already. There's a big glacier, the Mendenhall Glacier. Yes. Have you heard about that one? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, you can get that one just right off the ship. They have like public, bu- well, at least they did. I mean, I haven't been there in like a decade, but I don't know how much Alaska has changed. <laughs> yeah. The Mendenhall Glacier is very cool. All right. What are you looking forward to? 
the most thing I'm looking forward to is getting there and not having to get on an airplane. Oh, okay. I'm excited well, about that. I struggled. I've struggled with airplanes since I've gone back. Okay, and I'm what's the struggle? It's not comfortable. I'm un- I, 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 yeah, I'm a big fat guy, Shelby. I, you know, and I don't fit well on a damn airplane, especially on three-way seats. I'm a little petite thing, and I don't fit well on an airplane. Yeah. I mean, I'm like five one and a half, and I'm like, you know, a hundred and blah 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 pounds soaking wet, and like. I'm like, it's insane. I am like this. I mean, I'm not even a normal sized person. Like, I'm like a little person. I'm like, my son, my 13 year old son is bigger than me. And I'm like, they're making planes so small that, it, I mean, you can't help but be on top of people. And so, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put yourself down. I'm, I'm irregular sized and I don't fit. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm most excited. Actually, yeah, I'm excited to go to Alaska, but. The other thing I've, you know, I've been to 47 states. I missed Oregon, Washington, Alaska, and the way the route of the train going out, I actually go out to Sacramento and turn north. Wow. I'm going to get all three of my states. So I will will come home having been in all 50 of our states. That's exciting. All right. Let's get on to some group cruise news. And folks, I am going to host this sucker it's a uh, hosted chili cruise it's it's a collaborative effort with yes cruises for solos and chili's cruises and shelby's travel biz tell us about it okay so well i think the most exciting part is that you'll be hosting this cruise is he, he's going to be in miami area so ncl encore was one of pete's favorites and so we got some group space um on this cruise and we are uh, going out December 4th and it's out of Miami and it goes, it's a great uh, itinerary. It goes to Great Strip K, Dominican Republic. Um, and you can hit um, the best of Tortola beaches. Um, if you haven't been to Tortola, I highly recommend it. Um, Tortola, from Tortola, you can get to Virgin Gorda, which is the baths. I highly recommend you Google that if you haven't. It's probably one of the most magical places in the Caribbean that I've ever been to. It's a volcanic area that erupted humongous boulders. And then they, um, when they dropped, they dropped in a formation that you kind of go through caves and there's little natural whirlpools and it's, it's, it's a phenomenal experience. Um, although Tortola is adorable too. Um, but that's something I always tell people. And of course, DR is very untainted paradise because of the fact that it's in that area of the world where it's really just tourism. So they really do an amazing job there, um, which I love. And of course, the Bahamas, which is always a great time. And the NCL Encore is an incredible ship. So this is December 4th to the 11th out of Miami. Um, there it's for double occupancy. I even think it's lower than this price. Our contracted price is a little lower, uh, but about a thousand bucks a person if you're going to do double occupancy. And if you want your own room, um, they have solo cabins. There's a, almost 80 or a hundred solo cabins and they're going for about 17 and, uh, we'll see how, and there's some perks. We have perks that go with that. So whether you decide to get the beverage package or the food package or the, the gratuities and Wi-Fi, you have perks involved as well. So very exciting to, uh, to put this together, this collaborative effort and extraordinarily excited that it's hosted by Mr. Chili Falls and, um, 
we're excited to promote with you guys. And uh, booking should be easy. We have the book now links and we have the referral area right away. So you just write how you got referred, whether it's from um, Cruises for Solos or if it's from Chile or myself, just write it down so we can kind of track all that. And everything's pretty automated. And we don't, you know, we make sure that we contact you before we charge your card just to make double sure because prices do change, you know, with the cruising industry. So, you know, there's no worries. We've been doing this for a long time now and we're excited to do it with you. So, all right. Um, how many people do you expect? Do you hope that we will have on this group? Four thousand. That would be awesome. <laughs> I have to know every damn name. You do. That is true. Um, no, I mean, I this is our first time together, so we'll work. Whatever it is, is it is. We're excited. Um, I always hope whenever we have a group of singles or solo travelers, I'm always hopeful that there's thirty to fifty at least because I feel like that's a good number of. Um, enough different types of people to get to know and, and, and get interested and have that um, kind of that newness and that group feeling where you always kind of have someone that you haven't met yet, but you get to know everybody. Um, and then as far as my bigger cruises, you know, we have sailed with hundreds and hundreds of, of solo sailors. Uh, I would say once it gets over 200, it starts to actually become more of a, um, you have to start, separating the people have to start separating you can't get to know 200 people that easily you know so so what i always find funny is within the 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 20 to 50 range everybody becomes really good friends because you can like get to know everybody on a cruise um that's about 20 to 50 people but over a couple hundred everybody ends up having to sort of make friends in their own little groups and what i find interesting about that is um in the smaller ones between like 20 and 50, you tend to be more open to being friends with people you normally wouldn't be just because we all kind of gravitate to our own selves, like people like ourselves, you know, um, and when you have a smaller group, you tend to, to have the time and intrigue to get to know people you wouldn't know and you learn something so new and you have that new experience that I really feel like most um, most solo travelers crave that like, oh, that was cool. I didn't expect to have that conversation with her or that interaction with him. So I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll be somewhere between 50 and 200. <laughs> okay. Uh, shoot for that. That's fine with me. Uh, I'm looking really forward to it, guys. It's uh, I'll be doing back-to-backs uh, that I'll do the Encore and then I'm doing the Maravilla. No, that the, the um, Seascape. Uh, inaugural right after we do this. So uh, that's going to be a big couple weeks for me uh, down in Miami. So I'm really looking forward to that. And Shelby, I'm looking forward to working with you too. So yeah, I look forward to seeing you too. It's really so sweet that we've been together so often, but we haven't met in real life yet. Nope. That's still got to happen. Yeah. IRL. (laughs) All right, Shelby, thanks for giving me some time this morning. And we'll start promoting it and seeing what we can come up with. I love it. We got that link. Any questions, you know, they can always message me. Um, If you get any questions, just forward the message to me and I'll be happy to answer. One of my team members will answer and uh, have a fabulous day. All right. Bye. And we'll talk to you when I get back. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks, Shelby. All right. That's Shelby Fournette, of course, from uh, 
our new group cruise, which we're going to be uh, going on here shortly. And uh, now, all right. <laughs> my my next guest this morning. <laughs> I'm not used to having two guests on. This is this is something a little bit new for me. Uh, but anyway, he's an author. He's written a number of things, but one is the the cruise ship doctor, uh, which he got experience as a cruise ship doctor. And he is a practicing physician on Martha's Vineyard. So with no further ado, this is uh, Dr. Jerry Yukovich. Welcome to Chili Chats. Chili, how are you? Good. Greetings. Um, where to start? There are so many directions to go with you. Let, let's start at the beginning. What came first? I mean, obviously, you became a doctor first. But what came first? Your writing? Your cruise ship doctoring? Well, you know, I always wanted to be a writer, but I figured I wouldn't have anything to say till I was probably at least in my mid-30s. And uh, my dad was a doctor. My mother was a nurse. So I ended up going to medical school. Fortunately, it was during the Vietnam era. So I was deferred from the draft, uh, which was another benefit and turned out to be a very good job. Um, I went to uh, medical school at University of Cincinnati, then came east to Boston for my internship and residency and uh, got working in emergency rooms uh, right after my uh, uh, residency. And I found I could, uh, you know, work three or four days a week in the emergency room, the rest of the time do writing. And so I've written a bunch of plays i've written um two novels i've done a lot of poetry and i act and uh the vineyard is a perfect place my wife and i moved here uh 28 years ago and uh it's just been great in many ways i it's like a cruise ship because you can avail yourself of so many different personalities coming in some celebs some fishermen some you talked earlier about being a lobster fan. We got lobsters everywhere here in the vineyard. And it's it's kind of a, a wonderful place. Uh, I always say gravity's a little lighter on a cruise ship. It's also a little lighter on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, uh, so anyways, it's worked great. What came first? Um, I just, I'd say my curiosity about life and wanting to express it on paper. Okay. Before we get to the paper part, you got to share, since we mentioned lobster, tell my audience about the church and what they do up there and how well, I've got to come to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, okay, so Friday. I'll plug uh, down the street. We live in the, I live in a whaling captain's house. Uh, Captain Harding built this house in 1838. You know, I read Moby Dick when I was in high school. We had to memorize chapters there. Yeah. Did I ever think I'd end up living in a whaling captain's house? No, but here I am and loving it not loving whaling, but down the street from us at the Grace Church uh, is uh, every Friday they sell um, wonderful lobster rolls at a high profit for the church when the lines are around the block and everybody just loves them. So um, remember that Friday afternoons, if you come to Martha's Vineyard by cruise ship or any other means of conveyance, ferry boat, airplane, um, don't forget in Vineyard Haven, otherwise known as Tisbury, come to Grace Church and you'll get the, and you might even think about going to the church on Sunday too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tell us about 
cruise ship doctor, let's let's go first with your experience. How did you end up as a cruise ship doctor? Okay, well, it's preposterous because uh, you know I I never thought that I'd do it, but um, the and I had sort of a ironic look at the uh, TV show um, The Love Boat. So um, I was at a party, an emergency room uh, dinner at a Chinese restaurant, and I opened up a fortune cookie which said, soon we'll have new job on high seas. And I just laughed it off. I thought, no, this can't happen. Well, a couple of days later, I w- went to work. I was working in Concord at Emerson Hospital at the time, and one of the nurses there showed me some photographs of her on a cruise ship with her boyfriend who was a cruise ship doctor. I said, how do you get a job like that? She said, I'll give you the phone number. So I called the number two weeks later, I was walking up the gangplank on the MS Starward in Miami as a cruise ship doctor. Now the captain, as you know, has four stripes and um, on my epilepsy, there were three stripes. So just by walking up, it was a great deal. Um, And as I mentioned to Chile earlier, the nurse who showed me around the, the uh, hospital and showed me my cabin, she says, well, I've shown you the hospital and I've shown you the cabin. And for your information, mister, I sleep with the captain so there'll be no funny business between us. And uh, immediately I said, I got to write a book about this. This is too unbelievable. And uh, the preposterousness kept going on. And uh, I did it for about eight years off and on. Uh, while I was working as as an emergency room doctor around Boston. So I was able to do gigs, uh, mostly in the Caribbean, some in the Pacific, but it was always a joy and I just loved coming back. And as I said to you earlier in the green room, Chile, when I see a cruise ship um, docked off uh, Oak Bluffs or off Martha's Vineyard here, my heart beats fast because I know what it's like. It's a delightful experience and people have so much fun there. Um, The point of it is to enjoy yourself. Uh, So also, um, I speak a few languages and I was able to uh, practice them with the crew because the crew comes from all around the world, from South America, from, um, you know, Eastern Europe uh, and Indonesia. Um, So we had people international. They were also my patients. So I got to know a lot of people and I I just loved the job. When you were actually working on a cruise ship, what was more in your wheelhouse, the taking care of crew or taking care of passengers? Well, we had uh, a passenger clinic every morning and a crew clinic for half an hour after the passenger clinic, likewise in the afternoon. Uh, so we would serve both um, passengers first and then crew members. The crew members, uh, you know, there's some, it's a big industry there. They have, um, when I say that it's a big industry, there's a lot of uh, machinery and stuff that people are apt to, you know, have serious injuries from dealing with these heavy lifeboats and other things. So you had to be on your toes for crew injuries and otherwise we'd manage their diabetes or their blood pressure or chronic problems um, that, they needed medication for and guidance on handling. So um, it was, it was fun, um, but great opportunity to meet people from all around the world. 
Yeah, because you've got crew that are from very young to. I mean, there's some there's some crew members that are you know up there in years too. Yeah. Well, it's life, you know. It's so then they have all the. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, they have health issues too. They're not just you know. they don't go magically every day. Though. They don't yeah. go home and come back to the ship. They're there on the ship. And that's to me, as I mentioned earlier um, to you, Chile, uh, this community of crew life uh, and officers, uh, even apart from all the passengers, uh, was fascinating to me. And I tried to include in, in my book, Crucial Doctor, which is this is what it looks like. Uh, you can get it on uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Uh, and it, it, I try to incorporate all these different characters who were dealing, for the most part, harmoniously with each other. And, um, you know, there were rules of conduct that if you didn't do your job, you were off. They would leave you off in the next port, give you an air ticket home, whether it was to Jakarta or uh you know, somewhere in Africa or wherever, but it was a marvelous international community. And, um, and I miss not seeing that, although we get people from all around the world here in Martha's Vineyard. So I, I like that. You stayed working off and on, on cruise ships for how long? About eight years. Eight years. Yeah. When you were on the ship, did you, have crew quarters or where did you actually stay well the officers on the ship say i was an officer as i mentioned three stripes on the epaulets right. uh i had very good uh a cabin um in fact uh on the norway which was uh where i did a lot of work uh, we had a suite and i had the only bathtub um on the norway outside of the executive suites which people wanted to use from time to time and I was happy to let them use it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was right beside the um, hospital. The hospital was in a separate part and then we had our suite there and the nurses who lived in the, in the hospital, they had nice suites and nice rooms too. cabins. I'm sorry. I got to use the right language, um, but it was magical every day. I, and I loved the feeling of the steam turbines down below, there'd be a gentle vibration in the ship. And every day if we, after we left an island, you'd feel that wonderful vibration, like, okay, we're moving again. It was, uh, it was very visceral. It was a wonderful, uh, delightful experience. Surprises every day, never a boring day, weather usually good. And people, 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 you could meet all kinds. And I loved it. Yeah. I tried to keep that into the book, my joy and enthusiasm and the hilarity of certain situations, which this is a comic novel, Cruise Ship Doctor. So I, um, I had fun with it, writing it too. Good. I try to put a laugh in on every page in that book. So. Oh, nice. Very okay. good. I haven't read it, but I am looking forward to, uh, I will to, get you to a, get a chance to read it. Yeah. So, um, What's your latest novel? The latest novel, uh, which I just happen to have a copy of, is well, Blood of Pudding. Now, Blood Pudding uh, is a story. It's called Co Blood Pudding Confessions 
of an immigrant boy, Pittsburgh, 1920. Um, I grew up near Pittsburgh. My father uh, was an immigrant lad, uh, came over as an infant, and he regaled me with a lot of stories uh, about the tough life he had. Uh, his, um, he, he had uh, seven siblings. Uh, his mother uh, tried to abort herself with a slippery elm twig when he was eight years old and she died of a septic abortion. Uh, and this was a powerful um, moment in his life because he lost his mother, his father was, had trouble controlling his alcoholism and they were stuck in a, in a uh, company home in a small town. So um, that was a, a zinc smelting operation. So the air was pretty polluted. There was a lot of strip mining around there and the grim life that he lived as a child, uh, somehow he escaped. And the, at the end of the story, it ex explains how he was able to escape at the age of 14, uh, move into Pittsburgh, become, work his way through high school, college, medical school. And then he came to Steubenville and raised three kids and mainstreamed all of us into Ivy League schools. Uh, so... And he died an illegal immigrant, if you can believe it. He never was naturalized. And I don't think it's that uncommon a story, the plight of the immigrants. And today, of course, a couple issues that this book deals with, obviously abortion rights, obviously immigrant situations, uh, a lot of stuff that um, is topical, even though it happened 100 years ago. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, whereas... Cruciate Doctor, I try to put a laugh every page in, in Blood Pudding. There's like a tear every two to three pages. It's, it's, uh, it's a deep, um, pensive, very um, emotional book about the struggles of life of a young boy. So there's, if you I have a, a author website, ivancox.com. If you look at it, you'll see the trailer to, the, uh, to both books, actually. You're interested. Uh, but it's far from a cruise ship. <laughs> when you were on the ships, did you take part in the facilities with crew, like um, the dining area or the workout room? Um, in those days, was it still not done for crew members, even officer levels, to interact with guests? Um, there were rules um, that you were not, were not supposed to visit uh, passengers in their cabins. Otherwise, socializing was fine. Uh, the, I love the rules. Uh, my first, um, my first uh, order from my captain was effective immediately. All officers after the after 7 p.m. will wear white leather shoes with soles suitable for dancing. Ah. <laughs> so, so as I mentioned in the book, if you know the officers were pretty much um, encouraged to entertain the guests, right. how to put it politely, uh, and um, and so there were a lot of officers who would be in the disco every night. Uh, one guy used to 
he was a colleague of mine. He used to leave his beeper with the disc jockey and, and uh, go out dancing. Uh, so, but of course, there was often the captain's table. And I was, because I was a ship's doctor, I was able to be invited there many times. Uh, so dealing, socializing with, uh, with the uh, passengers was, uh, was kind of expected. Uh, I'm not sure how it is today. As I was telling you earlier, one of my first patients, her name was Mae Axton, and uh, she was a sweet woman from Tennessee. And she said, you know, I wrote, I write, I write songs. I wrote Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. I wrote Heartbreak Hotel. And here's a little frog pin for you. And she was like the ambassador of Jeremiah. And uh, we had, she was something. I mean, you never knew who you were, who was going to stumble into your clinic. Uh, she said, I, you know, he was, a, my son Hoyt was very jealous because I was writing all these songs for Elvis and, well, I wrote him a few songs too, and he got famous. Yeah. So stories like that, it was just preposterous, as I say, uh, the experience, exhilarating. And uh, I think in many ways ennobling, honestly, because we are all together as humans and the ships are a microcosm of, of the world. So um, I had, I, I'm grateful to, I only work for Norwegian Cruise Lines, but I think they're all, all the lines do offer a lot of uh, ways that you have to live um, graciously with each other. How many different ships were you on? Uh, I think I was on seven, seven different ships. The Norway was my favorite because it was the biggest, had the most uh, power and, uh, and biggest crew, most passengers, yeah. more celebrity names would come on and, uh, it was just powerful, you know, the shows that they would put on, Broadway shows, Barnum or 42nd Street or some of these great shows. And of course, um, I had to take care of the the people who are entertainers too. Yeah. The top dancers has a, you know, might have a sprained ankle or one of the comedians would be there uh, with some medical problems. So I got to know, know a lot of people. In fact, now that I live on the vineyard, a few years ago, I got a call from a friend of mine who was a, a, um, a stand-up comedian that I'd met on the ship. And she said, I'm in, I'm in Oak Bluffs. Let's have lunch together. I said, how'd you get there? She said, by a cruise ship. I'm performing on the cruise ship. <laughs> uh, Susie Locks, who was a dear friend and wonderful comedian. So anyways, uh, it's it hasn't left me entirely. But as I said earlier, when I see those cruise ships, off the, off the shore, my heart beats fast. It's a, I know what's going on there. It's a wonderful world. Love it. All right. This is out of curiosity. Does your wife like to cruise also? She cruised a couple times with me. Uh, I, I would say, um, you know, it's cr a cruising is best done by single people. The Norwegian officers would often say, well, you know, my wife understands that I'm married to the sea. <laughs> uh, and that it was, uh, it's, it's tough. Those guys, the, the male officers, I think they're probably more female officers now as well. But the male officers would spend four months at sea and then they'd be off for two months. Uh, and that made for a challenge if you're trying to maintain a family. Um, 
But my wife loves to cruise. She's been on ships and we've done cruises together with our daughter as well. So okay. that's awesome. It's All great. right. Well, I, I so appreciate you coming on the Are show today. I, I saw that article in the New York times about you. And I thought, I want to meet this man. So it's great well, to meet you. And uh, also anybody interested in some good fiction, comic or pathos filled um, just check out my website, ivancox.com, and it'll give you all the information you need. Um, That's wonderful. If you have questions, you can also, um, uh, my website has an address. You can, uh, you can get questions to me. And if you come to Martha's Vineyard, look me up and don't forget to um, check out the, uh, the Grace Church Lobster Rolls. I'm, so I'm definitely going to do that. And Katie, our, our friend Katie Kendrick, who will be up there again this summer. Uh, she yeah. spends every summer on the vineyard. So cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, she just popped in. She says, Wow, he's on Martha's Vineyard. I will be there soon. Oh, she's going to be up there. Yeah, that's right. We're getting up to that time of year. It is. So, We're starting to get some traffic here. So, all right. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for being with us today. I thank you, Jerry. so Bye. appreciate it. Have a great uh, train trip. Have a great uh, voyage to Alaska. And Looking uh, forward to it. Take an extra scarf or something just in case it gets chilly. Yeah, I've got to deal with coats and everything. Which Yeah, don't get too chilly, chilly. I'll do it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Bye. Have Thanks a terrific that. day. Bye. All right. That was Jerry Yukovich. What a great interview. That was wonderful. Been a busy morning. All right, I'll be back with a little bit of news, folks. Not a whole lot, but a little. Right after a word from one of our network sponsors. All right, on with today's news. I mentioned that uh, Holland America uh, actually had some breaking news this morning. Literally, as I was going on the air, uh, I got a, a news release from Holland America in anticipation of the ports in Australia and New Zealand fully welcoming cruise ships back to their shores. Holland America opened bookings today for a season of new itineraries aboard the Westerdam starting in the fall. That's the fall of 2022. So, uh, if you at all interested in that, check out the Westerdam. I don't have details yet on it, but the new voyage is offered from September 25th through March 13th of 2023. Explore Australia's rich culture, the lush landscapes of New Zealand, and the enchanting history and culture of Southeast Asia. So there's a little bit of a story there, folks. But anyway, if you're in that part of the world or going to that part of the world, you might want to check out the Westerdam. They opened sales this morning. Uh, some of you may have seen my uh, video that I released this weekend on the uh, White Pass Yukon Route Railroad that uh, comes from sales uh, or runs from Skagway in Alaska. One of the most popular excursions anywhere in Alaska. 
and they've had to change uh, the the program for this year. Uh, Normally, the train train climbs from sea level to roughly 2,800 feet through some of the most breathtaking scenery in the world. During the climb, the railway crosses into Yukon, which, of course, is in Canada, does a loop, returns back down the the sand track. So if you're sitting, looking, uh, going up uh, the, the White Pass Summit, you're looking out the right side of the train. You do the loop around so that we're coming down the right side of the train is looking in the opposite direction. So you see both sides of the scenery. Um, However, there are issues with the whole Canadian border and arrive can app. Everybody that goes to Canada this year has to participate in the arrive can app, which you have to get a QR code for your phone, or you have to get actual pass from them. Uh, and due to the restrictions on the Canadian border, the tour is being changed. Uh, and it's important to note that the tour is not closed. You can still do the railway, but it's not going to go into the Yukon Territory, as its name is always implied, and it's always done. So I'm assuming, and I don't have the exact point that it's done, but they're going to have a smaller little uh, uh, loop that stays completely in Alaska. So there's not the necessity to re-register for the Arrive Cam app business. Then there's some political fallout from this too. The Canadian people are saying that the uh, white uh, pass folks uh, that they tried to change for them to make it so that they could continue on without big delays. They're saying, no, that's, there's too much delay going to be involved and we're just not doing it. So anyway, they've changed the program. Now keep in mind, it is a fluid situation. It's like anything else with the pandemic folks. We may or may not go the whole season with under this rule. So it could still change. We'll just have to wait and see. But as it is now, there's not going to be the loop into the Yukon. They're going to turn it around and come back down the mountain from the pass back without going into the Yukon. The other story that I've uh, talked a little bit about this weekend is the cost of Anesia, uh, which has got unique cruises to Turkey and Greece. They made their uh, debut from Istanbul. Uh, they actually sailed yesterday. These unique cruises are a collaboration between Costa Turkish Airlines, the Turkish National Tourist Boards, and Galata Port Istanbul. Packages include flight and cruise combos from all over Europe, uh, with which uh, uh, with Tur- Turkish Airlines, uh, they get you to uh, Istanbul and you get on the Costa Venezia. Basically, uh, there's going to be uh, two itineraries that are week-long itineraries in Turkey and in Greece, or you can combine the two into a, they call it a 15-day, it's actually a 14-day super tour, uh, which has eight uh, 
port of calls that are 10 hours or longer. Then in the winter of 2022 and 23, the Venezia will also be offering a third cruise itinerary, which includes Turkey, Egypt, Israel, and Cyprus. So from the spring of in 2023, it'll go back to the two Turkey and Greece, Greece itineraries. But anyway, this is opening up a whole different part of the world to a lot of us that have never had the chance to travel there. So there's, I'm thinking that uh, Costa is going to score with this. Also from Costa, the Favoloso won't be sailing in Northern Europe this summer as the brand has canceled that season. The ship, which was supposed to home port in St. Petersburg, will offer uh, uh, programs from Kiel. The Costa Favoloso will relaunch service in early October in the Western Mediterranean. And this weekend also, of course, the Discovery Princess was officially named. They had those ceremonies in the port of Los Angeles. Godparents for the newest medallion-class cruise ship were from other Discovery Channel's uh, programs and stars, Randy Finoli, Chef Alex Garnaschelli, Adam Savage and Paige Turner served as co-godparents for <clears throat> Discovery Princess. After two years of suspension and cruise bans, the first cruise ship arrived back in Toronto this weekend, and that was the Viking Octantis, a luxury exhibition cruise ship sailing for Viking cruises. She's the first of 40 cruise ships to sail the Great Lakes this summer. And MSC Poesia welcomed guests back from Chevetavecchia. It kicked off the summer season in Northern Europe with a 14-night cruise repositioning that visits 12 different ports in Italy, France, Spain, Portugal, England, Sweden, Denmark, and Germany. So. That's it for the morning's news. Like I say, there wasn't a whole lot of news today. It was mostly a rehash from this weekend. But let's jump over in the chat room and see who's with us today. Hot Air Tom is here. Hi, Hot Air. Sonny's with us down in Mississippi. Hi, Sonny. Nikki's here. Says good morning to Chili and gang. Cindy's with us. Cindy's back home. Cindy enjoyed your. Uh, your photographs, I've used quite a few of them uh, over the last couple shows. I didn't have time today to finalize your cruise at the end of your cruise on the breakaway. Probably maybe have time to do that tomorrow. Carol's with us. Hi, Carol. Of course, Katie was here. Emily's with us. Happy May, Emily says. Cindy says, work meeting, got to go. Have a great day, all. Yeah, that's right. Cindy's got off of ship yesterday and she's back working today. Sorry about that, Cindy. Uh, <clears throat> Katie says, oh, wow, he's Martha's Vineyard. <clears throat> Emily says, great show. Thank you, Em. Emily tells Katie she's got something else to look forward to. 
<clears throat> Gretchen's with us. Doing some spring cleaning. Says, too bad I'm going to Hawaii in December on December 3rd. Perhaps I'd go on a group cruise with y'all. Yeah. Of course, Emily says, if you go, send great pics, of course. And Gretchen says, plus, I just missed Tom. I think you ought to fly from Honolulu to Miami and join that cruise, Tom. Yeah, that would be awesome. Emily says, for sure, she will post it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Again, I th- <clears throat> thanks, Shelby, for being with me this morning. And my very special guest, uh, author Ivan Cox, a.k.a. Uh, Dr. Jerry um, Yukovich. It was just a great day, folks. Thank you all for being with me. Uh, as always, folks, appreciate thumbs up. And uh, if you're new to the channel, consider uh, subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you'll know when I go live or when a new video is up, which happens a lot anymore. So I'll see everybody same time, same channel tomorrow as I get ready to go on the train. You guys have a terrific day. See everybody at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday. Have a great day. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.